The parents of the Oxford school shooter have been found and arrested after they apparently were on the run after what happened. The WHO has reported no deaths from the new Omicron COVID variant. A Democrat has joined the Senate GOP to challenge the Biden vaccine mandate, and Joe Biden has been caught maskless again despite the COVID mask violations that he, he just did, and also despite the fact that he is sick. He actually has a cold right now, apparently. And he's out there, maskless. We need to all this and more in just one second. If you can, add engagement to this video so this way the show can grow and the real news can get out there. Like, share, subscribe, whatever they do. Invite a friend to watch the show live. This show goes live every single night on YouTube and Facebook, so be sure to tune in. Also, every single morning, you can listen on the podcast apps. The Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Go subscribe right now. Doing all of such is completely free. Let's get right into this. So parents of the Oxford kid, you know, the, the boom boom person, has been found and arrested. So let's read. Friday, after being charged, the parents of the Oxford High School shooter went missing. Their attorney has told investigations that if charged, that they'll turn themselves in. Uh, apparently, my, we'll, we'll, we'll read more, but my initial readings is apparently the attorney was also unable to reach them when they were being charged. Now they must have found them. So we'll, we'll, we'll go into the full story right now. But before we get into this, drop this video, like, share, and subscribe. The only way this show can grow and the real news can get out there is if you guys add engagement. Let's read. So, uh, after being charged with involuntary manslaughter, the pair went missing. Their attorneys told, sheriff, they told the sheriff that she was unable to reach the parents. Now that the parents of Ethan Crumbly have been found and ultimately arrested... Uh, the AP reports a judge imposed a combined $1 million bond Saturday for the parents of the Michigan teen charged with killing four students at Axford High School. Uh, hours after the police said they were caught hiding in a, in a Detroit commercial building. I wonder how they found them. The judge is also required that if they were to be, uh, they to be released on bail or bond, they must be monitored via GPS devices to ensure that they do not flee justice again. How long before they start putting those same GPSs on people who get COVID? This way they don't, they don't leave their house. I'm pretty sure they're probably doing that in some, some uh, leftist countries already. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that in Canada and Australia. Um, the U.S. Marshals tweeted out, The U.S. Marshals have adopted the case of the search of the James and Jennifer Crumbly, the parents of the accused Oxford High School shooter. The USMC, Detroit uh, Fugitive Apprehension, Te Apprehension Team, is working in, in conjunction with the county sheriffs on the search. That was from yesterday. Both parents have pled not guilty to four involuntary manslaughter charges that they face. The parent's attorney is claiming that the firearm used in the tragic shooting was locked up. However, if this was indeed the case, some ne negligence would still be present as Ethan Crumbly was still able to obtain the gun and carry out the shooting. The defense lawyer said that the parents are just as devastated as everyone else. The only difference is the Crumbly parents could have taken steps to prevent the attack from happening in the first place. Now, there's a lot There's a lot to take away from this. First off, I'm pretty much just telling you guys this part because it's just, I guess, an interesting story. Um, it's going on in the news. Um, obviously, the whole narrative, the narrative with the left all the time is guns are bad, oh, if it wasn't for the guns, whatever, whatever, whatever. None of this would happen. Okay, whatever. Yeah. How many times do we have to go over that debate? How many times do we have to go over the debate that a good guy with a gun always stops the bad guy with a gun. How many times do we have to go over the debate? Apparently, this kid raised numerous red flags with the school. And I feel like that's a lot of constants that we're seeing with a lot of these school shooters is that 
once we look into it after it happens, we're like, wait, there was a lot of red flags. There was a lot of signs of this to come, and nothing was done about it. Was uh, I, I forgot? I, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember there was one of them with it. Uh, might have been the Vegas one. It wasn't a it wasn't a school shooting. Uh, it might have been the Vegas shooter or, or something. I know that it happens so often that the law enforcement, FBI, people in authority, where the red flags get raised, sometimes they'll say something, sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll say something, but it wouldn't be so big of a concern, and then it happens. And it seems like most of the time, it's a failure from the authority at top. It's a failure from the government to keep track of things. And I, I think schools in general need to be more cautious of this. And honestly, I think... I don't know if there could be too much of a problem with this. I would be in total favor of students or even teachers or parents or anybody involved in the school. Like if they, they, a lot of schools probably do this, where if, um, you know, hey, that kid over there, something's a little off with him. Kind of want to keep an eye on this kid, you know. This kid, <laughs> this kid's, you know, a little... Um, Something's not right with this kid. The way he's acting, what he's saying. Let's keep an eye on this one, you know? Alert the parents. Make sure there's no fire. You know, I would not... A lot of parents might take offense to that. Might create a lot of problems, you know? It, it might be a proper way to do it. Maybe it's too invasive. I don't really know. Don't really know what the solution would be. It seems like not many people do know what the solution is. But, hey, apparently there was a report. I don't know if this is true or not, that... Uh, he was actually drawing photos of what he would do, um, and nothing was done about it. And then, you know, people in authority saw it. I don't, I don't know so much if that's true or not. But um, yeah, obviously, as more develops, as more comes out, I'll definitely keep you guys updated. The WHO is reporting no Omicron deaths from the new COVID variant. Uh, let's see what they say. It turns out the COVID variant the world has begun shutting down over hasn't killed anyone. Before we read too much into this, if you want to make sure the real news gets out there, drop this video a like, share, subscribe, click all the buttons to add engagement. It's completely free to click the buttons. I'm doing my part. You guys can do your part and help to spread, spread the news. I'll give you guys the real news, and you guys help spread the real news. So, breaking the WHO has reported that not one person has died from the Omicron COVID variant, even though it has been detected from 38 countries. The WHO reported that as Friday, there's no reported deaths as a result of the new variant of COVID. The WHO, however, also claimed that the variant would could slow economic recovery. Listen, the only thing that would slow economic recovery would literally be the actions of the government in response to something that is less deadly than something that wasn't even that deadly to begin with. It's actually less deadly than the thing that was less deadly than the thing that was less not as deadly to begin with. We're talking how, how, how many how many variants are we going through, and it's just getting weaker and weaker. Apparently, the COVID nineteen variant in and of itself, cannot cause a major slow in the economic recovery. Only restrictive policies can do that. I love how whenever I say something and then the article says the same exact thing uh, right after I say it. The worldwide economic slump has caused, uh, caused by strenuous lockdowns, not the virus. These lockdowns continue long after uh, they were necessary and continue today, ravaging unemployment rates and supply chains and family income. Despite the intense ramifications, governments all over the world continue. Germany and Australia both recently instituted lockdowns for the unvaccinated, which makes up a considerable portion of the workforce. Australia has begun throwing individuals who they feel that may be at risk if, if contracting the virus to these internment camps. Crazy thing is, we have the vaccine. 
We have all the data on this thing. We know everything about this virus. We know it's not that big of a deal. We have more treatments against it. We, we, it's, I remember when the COVID first came out, I was like, I, I kind of get people's panic. It makes sense. There's something scary. You know, China is putting out all these videos of, of little like borderline zombification viruses from, you know, people just dropping dead in the middle of the streets and their heads exploding, whatever, coming from China. I never believed any of that because I'm not an idiot. But I, I get there's people on the right that were concerned, people on the left that were concerned. There were even people, on, a lot of people on the right who thought that it was doomsday. There were a lot of people on the right, prominent people you listen to today. Okay, I'm not going to say who because, you know. I don't want to call people out. It's kind of a thing of the past. You might have forgotten about it. So it's whatever. Who honestly thought that we were going to have supply chain crises due to so many people dying from... They, they, they would believe that trucker, truckers would be stopped on the side of the road because they were dying from a virus. Okay? And I believe that type of narrative spun up by some of the people on the right who believe that were was one of the big problems that... Uh, kind of helped lead to these the massive lockdowns that we dealt with. Because when you're dealing with something like that, you need 100% Republican support to make sure something like that doesn't happen. And when you have 100% of Democrats in support of lockdowns, uh, initially, I mean, not 100%, maybe 99 or something like that, you know. And then you have Republicans kind of split, like 75, 25, because the narrative is being spun up by a lot of big Republican influencers. Uh, we kind of don't have a united front against it, where many Republicans are torn. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, uh, you know, our supply chain to be shut down because of people dying. So maybe we should shut down the world for ten days, twelve days, whatever it is. So we need to have a united front of no shutdowns. Uh, maybe that wouldn't have changed anything, but I think you guys kind of get my point on that one. And hey, because I, I had some vicious calls with some of those conservative influencers, some vicious conversations. Um, it looks like I turned out to be right, like always. That's why you guys are watching this show. Almost, almost always right. Australia, uh, okay. One woman, uh, okay, we talked about this yesterday, the woman that was locked up into the border, to the camp of concentration in Australia. She spent 14 days in internment camp under the threat of a $5,000 fine for leaving her confined trailer. During this time, her employer fired her for not coming to work. In New York City, an unvaccinated person is prohibited from entering essential, essentially any public building unless they can show proof of vaccination. This policy creates an issue in terms of, un of employment, uh, but also depletes the number of customers a business will get in any given day. It is nuts. It is nuts. It, it, it's almost like these people are doing this on purpose. It is almost like the Democrats are using this new variant, which doctors and people who first discovered it, in South Africa, are literally coming out saying it's not that big of a deal. It's almost like politicians here. Uh, any type of left-wing politician is now using this to enact more control, get another booster going, get more lockdowns going. Maybe, hey, maybe we can keep this thing going to the midterms because we can't have, have happened what happened in Virginia. We can't risk that again. Meanwhile, they're shutting down travel with countries that get it, but they're letting people flood in across the border unvaccinated and sick. And then they're literally strategically sending them to big cities. Imagine that. This virus is so evil, so deadly that we need to lock down the world, shut down flights. You can't go to work. You need to forcibly get vaccinated in order to go buy groceries. But 
you know, if you're hopping over the border, you know, no COVID test, no vaccine, you're sick. And they just send you to one of the cities. Oh, we're just going to send you to this city. We're going to send you to that city. It's almost like you're trying to spread. It's almost like you're trying. I'm not saying that that's what they're trying to do, but it's almost like you're trying to spread the virus everywhere and you're trying to spread n- new would-be Democrat voters everywhere. It's almost like you're trying to increase the electoral vote of these places uh, to maintain some or, or to gain a crazy supermajority on the federal level. It seems like what the Democrats want to do is increase the federal government's power and then also make it in a way, because that's the only way that they're going to be able to stop Texas and Florida from being free states, is if they're able to grow the power of the federal government to limit the power of the states and kind of turn America into just one giant state in a way. It seems like that's what they want to do. They want to remove your ability to choose. Do I want to live in New York City and pay the highest taxes in all of the country? Or do I want to move to Florida and pay one of the lowest? They want to remove that ability for you to choose. They don't. They want to keep you trapped. And I say this all the time. In my hometown in Staten Island, one of the main reasons why they will not let Staten Island secede from the city, even though it's the only Republican district out of all of New York City, it's not even a city, it's a suburb, okay? The demographic, the makeup of people, the thinking of people, what the, the crime rate of the people, everything is completely different than any other borough in New York. Why a New York City? Why are we even part of New York City paying their taxes? Why are we paying these astronomical taxes on, to, get, to travel over across the bridge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? I believe the main reason is they want to keep people trapped in their city. They don't want to give people that option and that choice where you can just take a ferry and not have to deal with the extra taxes. Or, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll build my building instead of in Manhattan. I'll build my building in Staten Island instead. Be a lot cheaper. They don't want that to happen. They want to keep everything there. Control, control, control. So a Democrat senator joins the GOP against Biden's vaccine mandates. So Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, said Thursday he plans to support his Republican colleagues in an effort to nick President Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses. Before we get into this, if you want to make sure the real news gets out there, drop this video like, share, subscribe, whatever you have to do. It's free to click all the buttons in an engagement. I'm giving you guys the real news. It's your job to help spread the real news. So let's read. Uh, in his statement, Manchin said, let me be clear. I did not support any government vaccine mandate on private businesses. That's why I uh, co-sponsored and will strongly support a bill to overturn the federal government's vaccine mandate for private businesses. I have long said that we uh, should incentivize, not penalize, private employers whose responsibility it is to protect their employees from COVID-19, he added. I've personally, I've personally had both vaccine doses and a booster shot, and I continue to urge every West Virginian to get vaccine themselves, he explained. The resolution of disapproval of the mandate is supposed to be voted on in the Senate this week. Uh, this makes 51 co-sponsors in the Senate. The GOP will be able to take forced debate uh, and vote. Okay. Uh, the effort is supported by all 50 Republicans, so Manchin's vote uh, will give them the support to pass it. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that there's not more Democrats changing sides on this thing. That is concerning. And I think we—it is, it is concerning 
that the mainstream Democrat policies now, uh, mainstream Democrat politicians, it, it is now that radicalism. Whereas if this happened 10 years ago, you might see some Democrats on the fence going back and forth, and you might see 25% of the Democrats come over to the Republican side on something like this. But now they see themselves in a position of, we cannot have a Trump, we cannot have Trump come back in. We cannot have that happen again. We lost too much power when that when Trump came in. We lost um, too much influence when Trump came in, and they wanted to dial everything up into hyper gear before the country's economy completely gets annihilated, um, before we're able to rise up and vote these people out. They're acting quick, and they're not... Normally, they would be hiding it. Normally, they would say, oh, we don't want to take your guns. No one's trying to take your guns. Now they're like, we want to take all your guns. We don't care, you know? Democrat, like you can take a Democrat's quote from today and compare it to a quote from them from five, ten years ago, and it's like complete. It's completely different because they're not really hiding it anymore. So the resolution was introduced this year under the Congressional Review Act. A senator who was leading the effort said that uh, President Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandate for private businesses is not a partisan idea. It jeopardizes the freedoms and livelihoods of Americans in all fifty states. I hope that more Democrat senators and representatives will follow this senator strong lead and stand up against his federal uh, stand up against this federal overreach that will wreak havoc on our recovering economy and trample the rights of millions of Americans. He added, "This is something we need a big win on. Okay, this is something we need a big win on, and I think the Democrats are trying to set this precedent where we can do tyranny as long as we're in power. You know." It doesn't matter what the what, what courts say. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. They really do not care because they are the power structure at B. Trump would never be able to come in and just be a tyrant like these people. If Trump, this is the crazy thing. If Trump wanted to mandate a vaccine, the left would be crying out, screaming and yelling, this is tyranny, this is tyranny. But because it's a Democrat, they've been brainwashed and conditioned to uh, blindly follow, all of a sudden, that's not tyranny. It's tyranny to not require it. It's pretty crazy. It, it's, it is a, an absolute phenomenon, these people. So Joe Biden gets caught maskless at a restaurant in D.C. despite him having a cold and despite the mandates of the area. Now we're going to go through all this in just one second. Obviously, drop a like, share, subscribe, and engagement to this video. I'm giving you guys the real news. It's your job to spread the real news. Let's read. Despite a reported cold, President Biden was spotted at a fancy D.C. restaurant without a mask Friday night and has plans to attend Kennedy Center a later uh, event this weekend. So tweet it out. A maskless Biden who has a nasty, co co uh, nasty cold speaks to people as he leads a fancy D.C. restaurant last night. Despite Biden's lectured on indoor mask wearing, the press pool reports Biden was not, in fact, wearing a mask indoors. That's right. Despite he's sick. He's actually sick. I, it may not be COVID, but he's actually sick not wearing a mask. Th these people do not care about practicing what they preach at all. It's all for show. And they got caught so many times, they know it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. Because their, their supporters, the people who have brainwashed Washington CNN, really do not care about the facts. They really do not care about reality at all. How many times do I got to cover this stuff? I hate covering it. I really hate covering it. During his speech uh, Friday, Biden repeatedly coughed and spoke in a hoarse voice. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, okay, this is pretty much stuff we covered yesterday. Um, even though he's sick, he's encouraging Americans to wear masks indoors. Biden was seen inside of the restaurant in Perfecto without a mask. During Thanksgiving holiday, Biden was caught maskless shopping in a store that required masks. Uh, D.C. lifted the mask mandate uh, last week, but the CDC has adjusted the mask mandates reinstated in high transmittable places in D.C. and New York City because of the Omicron variant. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are set to attend the 44th Annual Kennedy Center Honors for Lifetime Artistic Achievements on Sunday. Let's take a bet. Do you think that he's going to violate mask mandates at some point within that event? Let's take, let's, what's the over-under for this? Let's get, a, let's get a spread pool going. At what point in the night and what location do you think Biden will violate the mandate? Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's throw your bets up. I should, I should make a betting website for betting against Democrats doing uh, violations. And, uh, we should, we should, because the news is so predictable, because the Democrats are so predictable, because the mainstream media and the left, everything, they're so predictable. We should seriously have a, game, a betting website where we're betting what we, because we, we can predict it. We know what's going to happen. And we can give like an over or under when it when it's gonna happen, you know, give or take a day or two, you know. Oh, something happens in the news. Okay, what's gonna be the reaction from the left? We already know what the reaction's gonna be. And you know, we can give or take maybe a few hours for that response to come out or them to do what it was that they were gonna do. You know, we should we should we should really I'm, I'll work on that. Maybe let me talk to some people. Maybe I can put that together. That would be incredible. It'd be more of like a, a prediction engine, prediction website. For future events. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop a video like, share, subscribe, turn the notifications on. I'm giving you guys the real news every day of my life. It's it's raining me. I put probably six to eight hours a day into this show, putting content up everywhere. So if you guys could add engagement by like and share, subscribe, whatever you have to do, I'm giving you the real news. It's your job to help spread the real news. So we're here. We're out here doing our thing. Um, listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcast apps. Every single morning you can listen to the show. It's easy. It's free, whatever. There's ads on it. So it helps me, you know, pay the bills, keep the lights on, etc. It's not much money, but it's, it's something. It, it, it's almost enough to make me enjoy doing this. <laughs> uh, you can support me on my Patreon as well. I message everybody back who becomes a supporter. Just, you know, become a supporter and shoot me a DM and I'll message you back. Takes me some time to get back. Because uh, I'm only on it every couple days, um, trying to get a lot of stuff done. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much about it. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.